0: So this evening we'll continue our exploration of the practice of metta, or loving-kindness. And we like to offer this as a practice in a retreat like this because it's such a beautiful complement to the mindfulness practice. It's just another form of mindfulness, actually. But with this practice, we're directing the attention, creating the uh, motivation to wish well, to include in the field of our mindfulness this sense of warmth and kindness. And I know Greg introduced the practice last week, and I may repeat some of the things that he says, but just I feel it's so important to get um, uh, a sense of what it is that we're cultivating here with this practice we usually translate the word metta as loving kindness. And I actually think it's a pretty good translation because we certainly don't want to translate it just as love. Love can be a very loaded word. It can mean different things for different people, but it certainly has, um, can have a challenging connotation that there should be this elevated sense of feeling when we're doing the metta practice. It's why I really like that we add the term the word friendliness, loving I'm oh, sorry, kindness to it, because I think that's really more the essence of this practice. It's developing kindness, warmth, benevolence, friendliness. One teacher just likes to translate it as goodwill. And when we understand it in that way, the, the feeling itself perhaps is more accessible. It's just this very simple well wishing. It's actually even just the absence of ill wishing. And when you do this practice intensively over long periods, hours and days and weeks, all of us will go through ups and downs. No one will always be feeling, you know, radiant with love and blissed out or whatever. So just to have a very simple definition, the absence of ill will, and then shading into, as I said, just simply friendliness, kindness well-wishing, benevolence, goodwill. This is what we're talking about. And so not to look for anything in particular when you do this practice. Again, the classic image is saying the phrases like scattering seeds on the ground, the way they used to sow crops, and some would fall on uh, fertile ground and some fall on fallow ground and wouldn't Um, come into fruition. We don't know. We just keep saying the phrases. And to really understand that the intention of the practice isn't so much to achieve any particular state, though that can be the aspiration, and it certainly can happen, but it's a training of the mind and heart towards well-wishing, particularly when the conditions aren't ideal for that. So people often, you know, love the metta practice. Oh, I just like to think of everyone and I wish them well. It's all great and groovy and there's not a problem with that. That's not training. That's just doing what's easy. Where metta really gets developed as a muscle is when we're able to do it, when the conditions aren't particularly optimum, where it's not that accessible for us. Can we train in a way that this responsive kindness actually becomes more the default mode comes a place of easy access for us when things are challenging you know maybe you're driving and the traffic is jammed up or someone does something that's irritating to you instead of the mind immediately going to contraction can there just be this sense of connecting on this very human level with the other people around us, whether it's specifically to one person or more generally to a group of people. So to hold it in this way as a training, and then we can be more willing to work with the difficult situations that will arise in the practice. We'll get bored, we'll get frustrated, we'll get anxious, we'll be full of aversion at times, or feel great feelings of loneliness or unlovability may come up when we do this practice, especially if we do it intensively. All of these experiences don't mean that it's not working. It actually means it is working. Metta is a purification practice, and by that we we mean it's hard work. We mean stuff comes up, and our willingness to be with that And to actually see if we can bring a meta feeling to those experiences. And again, not that we love them, but that we're willing to accept them, open to them, have them be part of our experience, be willing to work with them, bring mindfulness to them. That's when the practice is really working. So it's a very rich, textured and nuanced practice. It's not just sit down Think of a person, say some words, and feel good. You know, if that worked, well, you could all just do that and I could leave. But it's actually more complicated than that. And this willingness to be in the flow of what's happening with some honesty or authenticity, some, some care, is really how the practice gets deepened. So I say all this so you don't have this kind of expectation that at 615 on a Tuesday night we'll turn the Meta switch on and that's what happens. You know, we'll just feel kind and loving towards everyone. It's a practice, it's something that we learn to do. And as I said, as a training it's something that can take hours, days, weeks to really deepen in and establish. So you know what we do here is just a taste. And certainly doesn't have to limit how you include this practice in your time here. really encourage you to take it up at other times, to do some walking with metta, to take you know, other sittings or a half a day or a day or whatever works. There's no right and there's no wrong with this. It's really what supports you and your practice. And it said that traditionally we start where the practice is easy the easy person. And that's you, right? You're just the easiest person you've ever met. You're just so happy to hang out and say, good on you, you're doing great. Unfortunately, as I spoke about last night, that's often not our experience. We can be full of compassion and kindness for everyone we meet, maybe a few exceptions here and there, but pretty much everyone except for ourselves, right? could be so critical, so harsh, so uh, unaccepting of ourselves. And so to start with metta for ourselves sometimes is really challenging. So I will begin there this evening in our guided meditation, but when you do it for yourself, feel what's right for you. Sometimes we talk about warming up the space. So uh, in, in these easy categories of what we call the benefactor, someone who's been a support to you, a teacher, a guide, an inspiration, could be someone you know, could be a teacher that you haven't met, an author, you know, the Dalai Lama, a grandparent, a dog, a cat, you know, anyone, when you turn to them and, and open your heart, there's an easy sense of caring. And they often have qualities that you actually like, that you respect and appreciate, perhaps you want to cultivate in yourself. And that's, I think Greg introduced that last week. And tonight we'll uh, introduce a category of dear friend, which is also uh, to pick someone where there's that easy opening of the heart. But we recognize that with the friend, there's perhaps more of a nuanced relationship, there's more history, there's been a push and pull in the relationship. You know, maybe you have a lot of affection for them, but as you sit with them, you remember the time they didn't return your phone call or they forgot your birthday or they were late for the dinner that you had prepared, or whatever it is. That coming up, again, isn't the matter not working. It's actually the part of the purification, this willingness to include every aspect of this relationship. And so what we're developing is this heart that's steady and responsive and connected. But it's not, you know, it's not Pollyanna-ish about, oh, then everything's great and groovy. It actually, you know, meets what's happening, opens to it, feels it, and then finds the steadiness, finds the the intention, comes back to the intention towards well-wishing, towards kindness. Metta is one of the best antidotes there is to the sense of judging, and self-criticism that I spoke about last night. So whether you do it intensively <clears throat> for, for formal sittings and walkings, or you just bring it in in response to um, the mind contracting, a difficult situation, the heart closing down, just if sometimes a few phrases of metta, or a, a reflection on the sense of well-wishing that you know you have for yourself can help that Soften and ease a bit, so it's a it can be a very creative and responsive practice so i 'll just um actually, what will i do i 'll do self and then i 'll call it an easy person, and you can decide if you do benefactor or friend, just to keep it simple for the guiding. That's the essence of it. And often people, especially us A-type Westerners, we go, I don't want to spend, waste my time doing it to people I already care about. Let me go to where it's really difficult. My most difficult person, that's what I need to send metaphor. for. Even though, time and time again, we say that teaching is to start where it's easy. Uh, really trust that. And when we do get to the difficult person, don't choose the most difficult And it doesn't matter. I can say that till I'm blowing the face because people will do the exact opposite. But please, I beg of you, don't. It really is. There's a wisdom in this establishing ourselves in this sense of caring with someone we actually really do care about. And we grow that muscle so that when we move to someone who's not as easy, the neutral person or the difficult person, we have that Establishment, we can have that as a reference point, and it's so helpful. So, an invitation to just stay where it's easy and know even within that there'll be challenge enough in this practice. <clears throat> so, the uh, instruction for Metta is always to sit comfortably. It's not like in other practices, we start with telling you to sit uncomfortably, but a particular invitation to relax and feel easy in the body, because if the, if the body's tight and tense, it's really hard for the heart to open, so again, need to shift or stretch a little, just settling into the sitting posture, or the standing posture, if that works for you. And even though the the foundation of this practice is this repetition of phrases, really helpful to keep the practice based in the body so that there's a a sensing basis to it. We're, We're in the moment, in our experience. So as you start the practice, relaxing, and just as we do for the mindfulness meditation, let the awareness drop into the body and just kind of take the temperature. How is the body? How is the heart? How's the mind right now? And in the same way we do every morning, inviting a sense of relaxation, softening wherever you can as an act of compassion, of kindness towards the body. So feeling the breath as it moves in and out, and allowing the out-breath to get really big and soft. Actually, so the in-breath, big and soft too. Relaxing and releasing on the out-breath. And then perhaps if this works for you, beginning to rest the attention in the center of the chest, the area of the heart, as a place to connect into the felt experience. It's really the emotional seat, but not looking for anything in particular, but just allowing the attention to rest there, perhaps feeling the breath as it moves in and out sense of warmth or life there, the energy of the body. So we're just with the breath and the body here in the center of the chest. Just a very simple place to steady the attention. And then as we begin with metta for yourself, they said the proximate cause for metta is seeing the good in someone. Can you think of one good, skillful, wholesome, kind act that you did today? And it could be very simple, like not stepping on an ant or holding a door open for someone or thinking kind thoughts about someone here or at home. Any any small act of generosity, kindness, simplicity. So today or the last few days, it, it can be so hard for us to acknowledge these gestures and we diminish them. Oh, anyone would do that. But you did it. You didn't step on the ant. You caught the bug or the mosquito and shepherded it outside, or you were patient as you waited for a shower or a bathroom, just thinking of a simple thing, go further back if that's helpful for you, calling a friend who you knew was struggling a little, sharing something that you have with someone else. Just being diligent in your job here as a yogi, supporting the community by sitting and walking. This is an, a really wholesome act. Can you let that in in some simple way? It's this sense of appreciation for yourself, your intention in being here to deepen in wisdom and compassion. All of these are good, wholesome, skillful acts that we can appreciate. See if you can let that in into this heart center. And then starting from that place of caring and connection with yourself, beginning to say the phrases of metta, the very classic phrases, Express these universal wishes for safety, happiness, health, and well-being. May I be safe and protected from harm. May I be happy. May I be healthy in body and mind. May I live with ease. Whatever variation of those phrases works for you, having either a sense of yourself as you sit here, or perhaps an image of yourself as you are right now, or at some place where you're happy, out in the woods, or watching the sunset, by the lake, or at home somewhere. Some people like to actually use the image of themselves as a small child. And there's that sense of really caring for this young being making their way in the world, perhaps loved, perhaps not loved at times, needing love. Can we integrate this young child into the field of our metta with a sense of caring? You can play with what's the easiest way for you to connect with this sense of caring for yourself. If you struggle with the kind of judging I was talking about last night, we sometimes offer this one phrase for metta for yourself. May I love and accept myself just as I am. Just to point to this possibility of caring for yourself without having to be a different person. Go through the 10-point improvement program. Just as you are, may I love and accept myself just as I am. And staying connected, this place in the center of the chest, a sense of yourself, visual image, felt sense and then slowly, with a measured pace, saying the phrases. Now you may choose to stay with metta just for yourself. It's a powerful and important part of this practice. But if you wish, you could bring in now this person you would like to include in the category of dear friend. For the purpose of a practice period, we usually just choose one person for today, ideally for the whole retreat in this category of friend. And each time you bring a new person into the field of metta, take a moment to connect with them, that same reflection of their goodness or why you like them, why they are your friend. Sense into their being, their good qualities, perhaps imagining their face smiling back at you, sharing a joke, sharing a meal, some activity that you enjoy together. You really feel into them and into your sense of caring for them. And then you begin to say the phrases of metta for this person, recognizing that As you practice, some other thoughts or memories, perhaps not so loving, might come up. That's okay. The basic instruction is, can you keep some degree of well-wishing going, even as you acknowledge that there's some tension or irritation? Keep coming back to the caring, the openness, the acceptance. I find it helpful when I do the metta practice to coordinate the phrases with the breathing. Again, can see if that works, but often have it be silent on the in-breath, just sensing into the center of the chest, the connection with the person, and let the phrase go out on the out-breath, out to them. And if you find you get lost, distracted, thoughts come up, Often happens, memories of this person use that energy to come back into just the simple connection, just the sense of well-wishing and saying the phrases over and over again. May you be safe and protected from harm. May you be happy, contented and pleased May you be healthy and strong. May you live with the ease of well-being. so if you connect with this practice or perhaps even more important if you don't I recommend that you do some more on your own in other formal uh, practice periods another sitting where you can just develop it naturally on your own perhaps do it with some walking perhaps even take a longer chunk of time a whole morning or afternoon or a day just practice the metta develop it in whatever um, proportion feels right for you. It's great to do meta for yourself and the other categories as we add them. You don't have to do them all as we keep adding them, but in a practice period, might just do self and one other person. Um, And you can start with the other person if that's easier. If you really connect with the benefactor or the friend, do them first and then bring yourself in at the end can really be very responsive and creative with this practice. So doing it formally, and then, as I said, also as a response. If you find that the heart is getting contracted, judgmental, um, feeling a sense of separation, disconnection, just to acknowledge the the well-wishing that's there and and see if you can connect in with that, warm the, the, the heart up a bit. Do you have any questions about The practice, and especially how to integrate it on retreat like this. Yeah. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.